the Lord led me into building, um, developing corporate housing in the Permian Basin for the oil industry. Oh, wow. So in that, in that time, obviously, oil was prime. And it's just so beautiful how the Lord, like, if you, if you listen, like, the Lord just guides your steps in the, in the transitions. But if you don't listen um, and you make your own transitions, He's got to, like, instead of landing the airplane, He's got to take the airplane all the way back around to teach you a lesson and then try to land that again. Welcome to the Threefold Real Estate Investing Podcast. This is the podcast where you'll not only learn how you can achieve massive success in multifamily real estate investing, but also how you can simultaneously pursue great relationships with your family and a better walk with God. You can achieve financial freedom through real estate investing without sacrificing the relationships that mean the most to you. Now, here's your host, Lee Yoder. Welcome back, Threefold listeners. Hope you're having a great week. Great guest today. Uh, Blake Templeton is joining us from down in West Texas. Uh, tell you a little bit about Blake, and then we'll, we'll bring him in here. Really excited about this conversation that I'm going to have with Blake today. He's the CEO of Boren Capital's Family of Investment Funds and has created triple-digit returns. He's a seasoned real estate and cryptocurrency hedge fund manager, helping apply investment secrets in alternative asset classes like blockchain technology, cryptocurrency, and two sectors of real estate. Blake's an eight-figure award winner, uh, regular contributor and writer for Forbes. Uh, I'm excited to pick his brain today and give you an insider track on how to produce strong returns, uh, not only in, in uh, real estate, which we're, we're always in multifamily, but also cryptocurrency. We're going we're gonna to jump into that a little bit. Um, Blake, thanks so much for joining us today. Really excited to talk to you. Hey, Lee. It's my pleasure, man. I'm excited. I'm excited to get into some, some good nuggets. Yeah, well, hey, if you would, uh, Blake, why don't you start out? Just, just tell us, uh, you know, I'm interested in your name. How, how did... Uh, Boren Capital come up? Um, where'd you get the name? Yeah, it's a great question. The name Boron is actually the strongest element on the periodic table in its hmm. uh, proper form. And so at its proper form, it has the ability to cut diamonds. And so that was the uh, premise of the you know frame cool. that we wanted to have our investments work in and, uh, in good times and bad. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think all of us want that. Yeah, so that fits. I like that. Um, Wait, speaking of that, I know you and I were talking a little bit before and I had some information on you. You started uh, Boron Capital back in 2006. Um, so that means you've been through a market cycle, uh, which is unlike a lot of people. Um, you know, you, you could be investing now, um, gosh, what, you know, what are we going on? 14 years, um, almost, thir- you know, at least, at least 13 years and you've not seen a down cycle. Everything just goes up every year, right? Property values go up every single year forever. Um, that, you know, anybody's just been investing in the last decade, a little more, you, you've been investing longer than that. So would love to just hear your story. Um, I'm always, I always like to ask my, um, guests, Hey, what were you doing before you got into real estate and what got you into it? Kind of how'd you get started? But if you don't mind, like take us a little bit through the, through the downturn and and how you fared through all that after you, you know, tell us a little bit about how you got started. Well, I was the uh, infamous college dropout without a penny in my name in 06. <laughs> so uh, I didn't know you couldn't defer student loans anymore. So I had to mm. humbly move back in with mommy and daddy. Mm. And my parents had got a letter in the mail and it was to go to a real estate conference. And it was essentially, you know, free conference and they're going to sell you on the back end. And I got to the conference and I realized I was wired for real estate. Like nice. I didn't under, I didn't know anything about real estate. Yep. Numbers, optics, metrics, oh, yeah. formulas, A plus B equals C. 
So we started actually in single family homes and we're stopping foreclosures, doing a short sale or discounting the note with the mortgage company. And I burned the bridge behind me. Uh, I had to actually make money, you know, because I had um, paid for speed and got tons of education. And uh, today I've spent over a million dollars in education. And so at this point in 06, um, I was knocking, you know, foreclosures and got really good at just building rapport, getting in the house, finding a way to actually help them stop the foreclosure. And so fast forward um, in, in 06, um, made six figures in just flipping houses that we had helped people keep a foreclosure off the record. Nice. Um, yep. Doubled that in 07 and then 08 comes. And uh, because we're in foreclosures, it was the prime time. It was um, it was even better than it was in 07. Wow. And uh, yeah. that followed through with 09 and 10. And so we did 300 plus transactions like that. And as a believer, as a faith-filled Christian, it was like the Lord was refining me with this ability to actually truly help people and actually find this like in the heart of the epicenter of the uh, financial crisis, Downturn, really yeah. seeing like I could actually have value. I could actually produce and serve in that time frame, And uh, so it was actually, you know, a beautiful time. Um, I mean, we would pay uh, for the apartment to get people moved out on the front side and then get their deal worked out and then have them moved. And then um, it, it, was, it was a beautiful season helping yeah, a lot of people. Yeah. I think one thing that I would say, though, for those of you who are in apartments or who are even on the, you know, trying to get in the jump rope, trying to find out, you know, where your place is, trying to find your lane, um, looking at crisis. Um, I have a, a our, our whole company is based on the premise that you've got to have the lamp before your feet and the light before your path. So you actually have to have more wisdom than you currently have. And you don't get that current wisdom by leaning on your own understanding. So mm-hmm. in every way we'd acknowledge him. So our entire company is built with a mindset like a, an, an investment deal could have all the green check marks. But if he doesn't give me peace in moving forward in it, then I wouldn't move forward in it because I don't have his peace. I don't have his permission yep. and vice versa. It might not meet all the green check marks. It might actually uh, not me, all the optics and metrics in the scene, in the actual tangible, but I feel the Lord saying, hey, move forward. This is a good deal. And I truly go off of what I hear him saying. And then we buy the deal and we find out it has way more nooks and crannies of, you know, profit centers that just weren't being capitalized. You know, it's, it's most definitely a leaning on him more than it is experience of the real estate itself. Yeah, I love that, Blake. And I, and I would echo that. My wife and I talk about that a lot. And the other side of it, too, we feel like, too, if it wouldn't go well, well, hey, but God told us to move in this direction. So, hey, I guess he's trying to teach us something through this, right? I mean, versus if we move on our own, that doesn't feel the same. That's like, man, we, we messed up. And maybe we didn't, you know, hey, maybe it's because we didn't seek the Lord's wisdom here. And, and we move forward when we shouldn't have versus when you do. To me, you know, as a Christ follower, it's like, hey, we're following we feel led in this way. So if it's good, he decided to bless us. And, and I'm you know, thankful that we listened to him in it. If it's not so good, hey, we're, we're following the Lord and we're going to be okay with that too. Uh, and you, you get that good feeling, you know, either way, because, uh, you know, we're, we're doing as called. We're, we're following, we're within his will. Um, and I want to point out another thing, because I just had, man, I, you spoke my language and you said things that I've said, like exactly when you, when you found real estate, you're like, 
oh my gosh, you know, th- this, this is what I was made for. Like, like this just speaks to me. And, and it was my same experience. I had no idea. Uh, but as soon as I heard about real estate, I, I was kind of in a position I had already had, you know, some jobs. I, I went to school for a long time to become a physical therapist and was doing that and never felt passionate about it. And as soon as I found real estate and yeah, for me, it was all like the numbers and the, yeah, there's the formula is like, this is what God created me to do in the entrepreneurial part of it too, which I didn't know I had. Um, so that's awesome. You, I mean, Hey, you, you dropping out of uh, college to, to find it, but man, you found it at a young age. So what, what a blessing for you uh, to jump in at an early age like that, even though, you know, starting from a hard, from a hard spot of, yeah. Uh, being humbled, moving back with the parents, but a lot of times that's how the Lord works. And uh, I mean, man, you are, I think a great example of saying, being able to say you're better for it today. So uh, what a cool story, man. Thanks for sharing that with us. Yeah, I appreciate that. You know, and it's interesting how you have to have capacity for what he's drawing you into. And, you know, now we run large hedge funds in self-storage and mobile home parks and in cryptocurrency. And, um, but I know we couldn't have started there then because I didn't have the, I, I, I didn't have the ability to live in the spirit to the, to the same place, like the experience and the depth. Some of the times, you know, in the growth of the last 15 and a half years of those hurt so good moments where um, he's actually teaching you something and you want out of the scenario, but he's actually teaching you through something, whether it's with employees or whether it's with, uh, you know, problems at an actual investment. Um, But, you know, I think that's something also for everyone to realize is that, you know, to play in the big leagues, like we allow people into institutional style investments. So 10 to $30 million self-storage and mobile home park investments or uh, cryptocurrency that the actual institutions aren't even in, in a portfolio strategy. The difference between that and to actually run a single syndication or just to run a, a, a flip to just flip a single house or something, like all those have so many different layers of um, growth and wisdom. And um, so for those of you who are on the entrepreneurial side, like you just got to start, you got to actually yeah. realize that you have to, you have to stretch your capacity for what I would call his intimacy. Like you got to stretch your capacity for, for like surrender and stretch your capacity for hearing his voice and stretch your capacity for, uh, for that relationship and like not buying into the scene. And for those of you who are your passive investors, you've got to actually get out of the way and actually trust. You've got to go find someone who actually does have that, who does uh, mm-hmm. trust in the Lord yep. and who, who doesn't actually surrender to the, the voices, the, all the drama who can actually cut through the camouflage of the drama. So, you know, it's a both and as far as it goes on, uh, on like either path you are, you're the entrepreneur who wants to forge the path or you're the guy who, wants to passively invest and make large returns, um, both positions, you've got to surrender and you've got to realize it's about stretching your capacity for more of him. Yeah. Yeah. Really well said. Well, speaking a little bit more, Blake, just with your story. So, um, you know, you, you kind of told us how you got started and, and, um, you know, keeping people out of foreclosure. I love, I love the win-win. There's so much of that in real estate where, where it really is, you know, you can go and you can solve somebody's problem and have a great outcome for them. You know, somebody that you're going to lose a house, you're going to get nothing. I'm going to give you something and get you in a new place. And then, and then I get to go make money off of it too. Cause I'm solving the problem and I'm getting somebody else. I, I love that. And we've, we've been able to do that. And, and, and it's that abundance mentality. I, it's one of the, maybe the thing I love most about real estate. So you're doing that, but you didn't stay there, Blake, right? You, you, you started doing some other stuff. Um, 
I, I know what you're into now, but what was kind of the next step and, and maybe kind of even take us through a little bit more of your journey and how you progressed and, and how you got to where you are today. Yeah. So we went from single units, um, did 300 plus transactions in that world to then 2012 moving into commercial estate. And the Lord led me into building, um, developing corporate housing in the Permian Basin for the oil industry. Oh, wow. So in that, in that time, obviously oil was prime. And it's just so beautiful how the Lord, like if you, if you listen, like the Lord just guides your steps in, in, the, in the transitions. If you don't listen um, and you make your own transitions, he's got to like, instead of landing the airplane, he's got to take the airplane all the way back around to teach you a lesson and try to land that again. So yeah, good analogy. That Sorry. was one of those beautiful, beautiful moments where we um, transitioned at the perfect time. And, um, you know, oil in 14 was, you know, over a hundred dollars a barrel and think, think the Lord, as far as this goes, as far as investment practice, it's, you know, over a hundred dollars a barrel again. But, um, so we moved into, um, into developing corporate housing in the oil industry we still run those operations today. Then in uh, 2016, we moved into apartments and did apartments as far as Atlanta, Georgia. So I'm in Texas. I'm a West Texas boy and uh, did apartments. So a value add apartments, um, you know, over a hundred unit complex. And then um, we decided though, for us personally, our whole goal was how do you scale? Because scale created economy of scale. So buying more assets, Right. Uh, create an economy of scale, which means we're able to cut our expenses for a management or cut our expenses on certain services utilizing between the actual uh, complexes. And what we realized was we couldn't buy apartments fast enough in the emerging markets that we were wanting because the prices were going up too quick. So we, we shifted our whole entire strategy and realized up until then we were buying um do, doing all the acquisitions ourselves. So typically it's underwriting a hundred to 150 deals before we actually close the, the yeah. diamond. Yeah. And then uh, we were managing them all in house. And then we were doing all the renovations and the value add all in house and, um, and then doing the disposition all in house. <clears throat> what we realized was for us to scale, it was way better to actually bring, to go find, kiss a lot of frogs and find the best operators and then bring those operators in, build a hedge fund model, and then have them, that's their, that's their secret trade. That's what they're so good at. Yep. And then uh, find the asset class that we could actually uh, scale with appreciation. So we, what we did was we did this and we found the best operators in self-storage and mobile home parks. And then we, um, we went and, I mean, I guess back up, to go to know what niche, why that niche specifically, we, we went and looked at um, all the, all the uh, facts from 2009, I'm sorry, from 1993 to 2010, and we're looking, or excuse me, 2017, and we're looking at um, the appreciation of all asset classes from industrial to retail to hotels to apartments, multifamily, to gold, to S&P, to self-storage, mobile home parks. And we realized that self-storage and mobile home parks um, by far had the largest appreciation throughout the entire time period. So that, anyway, that's how we picked those two to actually scale, built the hedge fund model, found the operators to bring the deals in. So those deals are, you know, large deals. They're you know, yep. $10 million to $30 million complexes. 
Yeah, it, it's a, then it changes, shifts the game because now you've got that economy of scale. So you're buying, you're shifting the, the filter changes of how you're buying and why you're buying because um, of where additional value can be found. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because now, now you're leaning on other guys, like you said, you know, they're, they're spending all their time finding deals and operating the deals. But then you can you can bring all the capital because, you know, now you've got this tracker and I'm, I'm sure that you've you know built this ability in your company um, to, to attract capital. And now it's like, man, we, you know, we're, we're spending so much time finding how to place that capital and then trying to manage all that, that we're just not able to do it fast enough. So now if you can partner with guys that are, let them do that all the time, then, then your job is just to find out where to place capital and, and raise that capital. And you're doing that very well. So I love that model. Again, just, just partnerships where, where more people can win. It's a, it's a big pie. So you can split up the pie more ways and uh, that abundance mentality, you know, you don't have to compete. You can, you can partner and join. What, one thing I'm thinking, Blake, is, is as you've made some of these transitions, you mentioned from the beginning, paying for coaching um, and, and, and maybe some of it's, you know, mastermind stuff like that. Can you just speak to that a little bit? I mean, you know, all of a sudden you're jumping into to developing from, you know, pulling houses out of foreclosure and, and buying single family homes, you jump into developing and then you jump into uh, to apartments and buying them yourself. So I'm, I'm going to guess that, that you, uh, you got into a community of people, you got into a mastermind, you pay for some coaching. It, it was that a big part of your journey. Yeah, and I think what most people don't realize is, is they look at coaching as expensive. They look at coaching as they don't have the, the money for it. And you've got to, you got to anchor what you're doing. So if you're, again, on the entrepreneurial side, if you're actually going into that mindset, figure out a way because you can't afford not to. Like you can't afford that the market's too competitive. You have to, you have to collapse the time yeah, of your point, ability yeah. to grow and scale and become. So, um, so, yeah, I mean, I went to the best in every industry we went into. Um, I, I literally scoured, found the actual best people, and then found a way to get in front of them and and be in their presence and uh, create that sphere of influence of, of people who were, you know, it's like, it's like if you're going to the gym and you're going to get a trainer, I mean, all due respect, you don't want the guy who has a beer belly telling you three more reps, two more reps. Yeah. You want the guy who's like ripped, who's got a six pack, who's like beastie, who you want to model because you're like, I want to look like you. So tell me how to look like you. And so same yep. thing in real estate. Um, or, you know, cryptocurrency for that matter. That's what we do. And, um, and that's how we're able to scale, you know, so fast. And, uh, and then you start finding your lane. You start finding, like, as you mentioned, you know, you're finding, we just found that we're really good at management of the asset from a, um, from an executive level and the capital raise and the building the relationships and dotting I's and crossing T's from an executive level. And sometimes um, the operation side or, or the the lower level management misses those higher level points. And so, yeah. um, and I, I so at one point, you know, I, I, I wasn't the one who ever wanted to partner uh, because I had never, ever partnered on anything. And it always been me, but I realized really quickly that um, you always want people who are smarter than you. You always want people who are higher, more advanced than you. And you want to bring those on. And when you do that, man, the chemistry is, is unreal. Well, and, and so just thinking about where, where you guys kind of transitioned to, like, I, I think this probably transitions to how you got into to crypto, because what you guys are trying to do is, is you're attracting capital. Um, and I'd love to, to hit on that a little bit. What, what is it about you guys that allows you to attract capital? What, why are people deciding to trust you with their hard-earned money? Because that's obviously happening. So 
what is attracting people to you guys? And then as you're sitting there, you know, your job now like becomes, Hey, not so much operations. Now you're operating it from kind of a high level, like you said, asset management, but you're not on the ground operating it. So your job is really just to pick that asset class. So I'm assuming that's how you end up saying, Hey, wait a second. You know, we, we, we decided, um, mobile home parks and self-storage. Uh, you know, I, I like both those asset classes. Like those are the best, but, but you're, you're constantly doing it. And then you go, well, wait a second. What about this crypto thing over here? What, maybe that's a good place to place money. We, you know, we got people continue to trust, trust us with their money. So what is it about you guys, Blake? Uh, maybe just what are some of those conversations like with people that um, allow them to feel comfortable enough to trust you with their hard-earned money? And then, yeah, maybe just kind of next thing I'd like to get into is, is how did you guys um, get into crypto and why? Yeah, it's a great point. Um, so first of all, um, we'll talk through the mindset of the investor side. Mm-hmm. Uh, what we realized was um, there's so many different paths and, mod- and uh, modalities of personalities that people get attracted to. And what I had to do is to really clearly define um, those who are on my team that we had to have one unit of, um, of what we wanted to display to our investors because that's what we wanted them to be attracted to. So what was that? And, and truthfully, it's the, the heart of Jesus. It's like this actual conviction that we don't lean on our own understandings. We're, we're, we're a faith-based company. We hunger and thirst to melt God's heart. The entire thing we do, we work with all our heart, soul, and mind as if we're working for the Lord and we're not working for man. Uh, we right. turn down deals that seem like great deals. Uh, we, we, we purchase deals at times that don't seem as good because he told us to purchase it. Uh, and so we, we tell the stories um, of, of who we are to, to our prospect investors. And, you know, it's more of an interview process that we're interviewing them to mm. see if, if we're compatible. Like you're either going to love me or not like me. Like you're either going to, you're either going to feel what I'm like. You're going to catch the vision of, of my yep. heart and my passion and my pursuit and my, uh, my trajectory of how I want to change the world or, or you're not. And if you're not, then we're just not a good fit. Our investors tend to be, um, have some kind of, uh, heart for the Lord. Um, I, ironically though, I have some guys who are atheists and say, um, I don't actually believe in the direction that you believe with your faith and your identity and all those kind of things. However, I invest my money with you for the fact that if there is a God, I believe it's your God and my money would be well, well protected. If wow, you someone else. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I like yeah. that. That's, that's interesting. And then as far as the crypto yeah. side, um, we actually, again, like call the timeout, cut the emotions of all the drama. And so as the hedge fund and self storage and home communities grows, uh, we, we realized that, you know, the digital space was the next uh, platform that was really becoming its own asset class and that we wanted to then go be prudent and do due diligence. And so we spent years in due diligence on that asset class. And uh, what we realized was that there's a digital real estate and I'm not talking about like the metaverse specifically, but the digital side of cryptocurrency and realizing that, um, it's not cryptocurrency is not just a um, your meme coins like Dogecoin right. or something. Yeah, it's yeah. not just a, a hypey thing. In 2019, cryptocurrency grew legs and 
there actually became utility. So like right. for those of you who don't really fully understand, I'll give you a quick analogy to, to, to help you see like in 2019, why we went that direction. But in that sense, like my iPhone, um, if I use that as a, as a symbolism, the iPhone is software. And someone might say, no, it's a phone, but, we, but it's software. And it, one of the utilities is a phone, but it's software. Mm. And so if it's software, uh, we might also say that um, Bitcoin is software. So someone would say, no, but it's a currency. And I'd say, well, I mean, you're right. In El Salvador, they've made it legal tender. And yes, in multiple other countries, yes, it has currently been in the last few months actually made legal tender. This is like world-breaking thing. Yeah. However, it's still software. One of the utilities is legal tender. Okay, I like that. Um, yeah. But then, but then the iPhone has a um, a, a, supply, a platform, and that platform we'd call the App Store. So before apps came out, they were kind of painting the vision that there's going to be utility. There's going to be, you know, there's going to be icons, and those icons on this platform, you can actually participate in them, and you can pay them money. And it's going to make your life, you know, simpler. And you're like, but why do I need a new, why do I need a, um, a camera, a better camera? Like I have a, a physical camera yeah, or right. why do I, why do I need um, a, a personal development app or a running app or a health app? Or like, like I don't understand. Yep. But then now once the adoption clicks over, you and I are like, oh my gosh, it's so, I mean, I, I need do that my stuff. morning routine without my app. That. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there's a platform Perfect, yeah. on the iPhone and on Bitcoin and on Bitcoin, we'd actually call that platform the blockchain. And on the iPhone, that platform, like we said, it has tons of businesses. So if we all opened our phone, if you're doing anything in business, you've got, you know, predominant you probably have at least ten or fifty apps that you pay a monthly fee to or annual fee to. And and so those make your life easier because you're and there's they're all utility it's, you know it could even be excel spreadsheet but it's on your iphone yeah well bitcoin has a that blockchain that platform has apps and those apps are businesses and those businesses actually have utility so you can use different you can so ethereum has a platform that has smart contracts so utility is what everyone um, needs the education on because that then is where the money is. So when we build a cryptocurrency, um, when the, the aha was like, people are looking at the news, people are looking at the drama, people are looking at all the, um, the speculation stuff on the front side of the curtain. Yeah. We're looking at the back side of the curtain. We we're looking at actually the blockchain. We're looking at what's happening. And so right now there's, there's billions and billions in velocity on all these apps and utility. And that's what makes that specific cryptocurrency, like that coin actually hold value. So then we, we have a hedge fund and that hedge fund is a proprietary strategy or a system that investors invest into it. And we typically hold a handful of specific coins that we actually are looking at the blockchain and we're like, okay, that one um, allows healthcare to actually 
Uh, it's going to do transform all these different things in healthcare. And there's this much money going into it. And there's this much adoption. And then we look at the price of uh, that coin. We're like, oh my gosh, it's undervalued. Look how much money is moving on it. It's mm. literally, it, it, so it's undervalued. So then we come in and we move into that. This is how we build triple digit returns the last two years is we start looking at the the clarity, we get past all the noise, cut through all the noise, and we, we, we see what's actually happening. Or we say, this one, um, this actual app on this coin's blockchain is allowing voting to happen on the blockchain. So imagine if the United States presidential elections, no matter which side you're on, if everything was had to be happened on the blockchain and everything's transparent and it's all has... Um, two-way two um, authentication, there's no way to actually have error, then everything would be me right, no matter who wins, like you would know it's accurate. Or title records in real estate, um, what's happening right now on the blockchain is title companies will actually be done away with. It'll be the dinosaur way. The courthouse with records being filed, the courthouse is the yeah. dinosaur way. It'll actually yeah. be done away with. All that's moving to the blockchain and smart contracts allow escrow to be held through a through just an online software. There's no escrow agent, and you really can purchase a house. You can see the line, all the liens or lack thereof, and you can purchase it. And there's no 30-day waiting. You can purchase it the same day you saw it inside the actual blockchain app and utility. Yeah, fascinating so stuff. There's yeah. so many different things, and yeah. um, and so we we balance it in this. Uh, partially in swing trading, holding some Bitcoin. And uh, it's been a, a beautiful uh, ride. And this is the adoption, just so everyone understands, the quick skinny is um, the adoption is so early. However, it's growing so fast. Um, just last month, um, it flipped. There's more people that have a cryptocurrency wallet than have a savings account in the United States. Wow, man. I don't think many people would have guessed that. I didn't know that's that. That's yeah, it's fascinating. No, I, and I love, it's a great analogy, Blake. Thanks. Thanks for doing that. Um, I didn't, you know, I, I, I didn't want to dive super deep, but you did a great job of like, just kind of opening the door for people like, Hey, this is a way to think of, of Bitcoin, of blockchain, of this new technology. It's a great way, like to, to think of the phone and like, Hey, here's this base software, but they're building out all these things. It's all happening. And, uh, I'm glad you used the, the, the iPhone, because another way I think about it, this isn't me that said this, but other people have, have said this on podcasts and stuff. I'm like, that makes a lot of sense is that, you know, you, you mentioned the meme coins and I think it's easy for people to go, oh, that, you know, this stuff's Dogecoin, man. It's all stupid. Well, it's just like to me during the, the dot-com bubble, you had all these internet companies and everything went to the moon and a bunch of it was trash and it's gone today. But Amazon is not, Apple is not. I mean, Apple went, I forget what Apple was like. Somebody said the other day it was like $84. Maybe it was over hundred. It crashed to six because everything crashed and now it's at 3,300. So, you know, th those are those, you know, it it's crazy, but like everything had to kind of wash out, but then the internet did change the world and people knew the internet was going to change the world. So they kind of got carried away with it and just bet on anything with a .com, right? So you had to flush out a lot of the, the, the crap, but then the really good stuff stayed. And I, and I think I, I kind of see the same thing with, with, with crypto. Yeah, those going, I mean, somebody made that as a joke. Okay, so it's going to, and Shibu or whatever, you know, it, it's going to wash out. But crypto, blockchain, it's going to change the world. 
just like the internet. So it's a great analogy. I love that with the phone. Thanks for that. Uh, real quick, Mike, could you plug um, the masterclass? I, you and I were talking about that a little bit before and you mentioned uh, maybe even giving that away uh, for free, which would be uh, incredible. But can you tell us a little bit about that masterclass so just people can jump in and maybe give you just a little bit more information, a little bit more education on, on the blockchain and, and crypto? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and again, it would be my privilege to do that, to, to get away for free. Thank it's you. probably the most valuable piece that we've, we've created and it's, it's two hours, um, but it is just truly chock full. So if you're a brand new beginner getting into it and trying to, trying to understand what is it and how can you make money in it, or you're a um, accredited investor and you've got, you know, a discretionary large sum to put into something, uh, this is a free masterclass on the secrets to get started in crypto and how to build your all-weather portfolio, if you will, yeah. and have massive success. So. What I want you guys to do is um, simply just pull out your cell phone and I'm just going to have you text me and uh, you can okay. call us number to a specific line so I can, you know, have a um, white glove service to you guys, but it's, you're going to text the word invest and then you're going to text that word invest to the phone number 877-771-0615. Again, you can text the word invest to the phone number 877-771-0615. As soon as you do that, then you'll get a response back from me and um, you'll let me know that's what you're interested in or you're interested in investing in one of the hedge funds or what have you. Nice. But we'll get that masterclass to you. And uh, it is just so good. Once you can get education on a silver platter for you, it really helps you open up your mind and understand um, what your investments need to look like. Awesome. Thanks, Blake. We, yeah, we appreciate that. And I'll, put, I'll put that in the show notes so people have that number there as well. Um, it's great stuff, man. It's so, so much good. I mean, you, you've done so much um, and, and we're getting to uh, learn from, from your experience and, and all the uh, educating that, you, that you've done for yourself and, and the, the masterminds and the coaching that you've done. I mean, that we, we get to uh, benefit from all that today. So really appreciate everything that you shared. Um, I'd love to uh, just kind of hear as we wrap up, I'd love to know uh, just, just more along the lines of the, the faith and, and family aspect. What, what has investing how has investing uh impacted uh your faith and in your family yeah i love the question um you know first of all we went into my wife and i went into real estate with the mindset of um the heart was like we want to honor the lord the whole entire way through like this is this is what we do it's like the air we breathe and so then when the lord gives you obstacles you you get to go through those with him and um, and so just the longer we've gone um, in the 16, you know, uh, 15 and a half plus years, the sweeter it gets because you literally don't lean on your own understandings. You don't yeah. look at the deadlines or the obstacles as your own issue. It's like you're doing everything with him. So it's made my wife and I so much closer. When we got married in 07, um, everyone said, you know, the mindset of, um, you know, you can't do it. You should never work with your wife. Uh, Me and my wife yeah, tried yeah. it. It didn't work out. Um, and that was just this mindset of like, oh my gosh, if you can't spend time with your wife through issues, you can't spend your time with your wife through obstacles and, and like learn how to like align and hear his heart and surrender and be on the same page, then you should do it because you've got to figure that out. If that's actually, <laughs> if you're actually going to get married and have unity, you better figure out how to communicate 
through all seasons and yeah, not just through the white ticket fence world. Yeah, so, right, right. Yeah, it changed everything. And it was this mindset that you're not my enemy and I'm not your enemy. <laughs> so you and I got to bind together and we've got to actually be in allegiance. We're like we're the Avengers and our yeah. backs are to each other. And like we're defending the nine realms. Like we are, we are the great ones. There's no one greater coming for our, for, for what we have together. And then obviously the, the, the source, if you will, would be the Lord. So um, yeah, it's, it's good to remind each other of that sometimes. We're not the enemy. You have to remind each other of that sometimes because it does feel, so, you know. Yeah, it's so wait. true. Yeah, not good. So you do, you and your wife do work together, Blake? You guys work together? When, yep, yep. Since wow, the very cool. beginning. That's awesome. Yeah, my, my wife and I do too. More, more so now. We had young kids at, at first and, and she was um, home with them. So less, but yeah, that, now they're, um, we do a hybrid homeschool program, but they're in school two, four days a week. And nice. uh, so we're working more and more together. And yeah, same, same thing. I mean, it's not, it's not super easy. And we, we do have to remind each other that we're not, we're not the enemy. We're not each other's enemy. It's, it's difficult, but we're in this together. Uh, so re- really good word there, man. I appreciate that. Um, hey, this has been really good, Blake. Um, I appreciate your time, man. Uh, a lot of great information. Uh, obviously, you know, as, as a Christ follower myself, I, I love the heart behind it all. Um, I've, I've had the same experience where real estate really does lend itself to that. I mean, you know, there's, there's other ways too. God, God gives us all different paths, but um, I've, I feel like I'm, you know, kind of on a similar path. So um, really appreciate that, man. Um, really good insight. And, and you guys are doing great things. So, um, you know, I've, I've got, uh, I've got some links here for you. Um, is, is, is the website the best place to, to send people to, to find out more? Uh, we'll, we'll put the, you know, where they can text to get the masterclass, but just to find out more about Boring Capital, just send them to the website to learn more about you. Yeah, the website's uh, fantastic, and um, and again, for as any, anything as far as you got questions about investments, you want to jump on a phone call, you want more information, you want more education, you want more, you know, a webinar on self-storage mobile home parks, you want the masterclass. Really, the easiest way to get that is to text uh, to text invest again to the phone number. I'll just give you okay. one more time. Okay. 877 Okay. Um, well, that's a good starting and point for all that. Yeah, it's okay. our, yeah, our, our entire desire is to um, educate because the more wisdom you can have to make your decisions with clarity, the uh, more success you'll have in your investments. Yeah, yeah, I believe that, man. Good stuff. Well, hey, before I let you go, um, I always like to ask my guests, uh, how might my listeners and I be praying for you in the coming weeks? Bro, I love that. Um, man, we are we're always hiring, and yeah. um, we have we have many optics and metrics in which we use to hire. Um, but one is that uh, you know we're looking for hearts that want to melt his heart, or hearts that want to align with him. So that the Lord would bring people. Uh, we're slow to hire, and we're um, we're quick to fire if it's not a good alignment. And so, yeah. Um, yeah namely that, that the Lord would bring those people who are uh, right for each role and that, uh, and that that would be a, a, a that would glorify him that, yeah. uh, that they come. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah. I really yeah, I mean, yeah. Asking. yeah. We'd love to pray for that for, for you and, and uh, Boron Capital. Uh, Blake, we definitely do that, man. It's, it's a good, a good heart there. Um, well, man, th- thanks again. This has been great. Uh, learned so much. I mean, my, myself included, um, very interested in, in, in some of the spaces that you've gotten into. I'm, I'm just multifamily uh, so far, um, you know, I'm 10 steps behind you. Uh, so it's been great uh, learning from you. Th- thanks so much for your time, Blake. And um, yeah, I ho- hope we cross paths again too, man. Take care. Good luck with everything. Hey, you're welcome. And real quick, you, this is probably not 
it's probably not normal on your uh, channel, but would you mind if I just pray for you and your audience right now? Love it, man. Yeah, go for it. Okay. Father, I just pray right now that, uh, that you would lose your favor over this podcast. Father, I just pray that you'd bring, uh, you'd bring more wisdom. You'd bring more, more, uh, um, uh, interviewees that would, that would, that would cast the vision that would bring a deeper understanding of how the kingdom relates to business and how people can be in the marketplace. Um, I pray for Lee and his family directly. I pray a double portion of favor, Lord. Uh, I pray that you lose favor, loose, uh, loose the revelation of how good you are, loose um, anything that you have going on in their lives right now. You bring provision for it. And God, I pray for all those who are listening um, that that you ask, you say that to ask for wisdom in James one verse five, and that you won't actually um, look and judge to find fault. You would just give wisdom because they ask for it. They're seeking you. They actually want wisdom. So I just pray, God, for um, all the wisdom they have capacity for. You would just provide it for them. And that would be a testimony of how good you are. Pray this in your name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for that, Blake. Absolutely. My privilege. Thank you for joining us for another great episode. I hope you'll take action on what you've learned today. If you enjoyed today's show, please consider leaving Lee a five-star rating and review. And check him out on threefoldrei.com. Until next time, 1 Timothy 6.17.